1: Welcome back to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes. I'm joined by Jerry Taylor. I'm in the broom cupboard, but that's where the similarities end before you start. Um, thank you for tuning into a Celtic State of Mind. And we have plenty to discuss. I'm just back from Celtic Park. Jerry, you set something up for me this morning. Let's start off with that. It was a, a cracking discussion I had with a big Celtic man down at Celtic, Celtic Park who just so happens to play for Air United, or did until recently.
0: I, I'm allowed to say who it is, no? Oh, yeah. The Moth.
1: I think I them called off. him that the day, actually. I called him the Moth the day. The Moth. Um, this is a guy, Jerry, who, you know, in the modern game, has given 10 years plus to one team. He's getting a testimonial. It just so happens that that testimonial will be against Celtic, or a Celtic select in any case. So they're expecting uh, maybe a Celtic B team to be out uh, this weekend oh, in insane. air. And they'll be playing uh, the Moths select for his testimonial. So we had them up for a wander around paradise this morning. And whilst I was up there, Jerry, the Celtic team arrived. They arrived. So I oh, think yeah, what Kevin, they, were behind, they did. They did. And I think what happened was they were up there to do maybe a session this morning before they fly to the Netherlands. That's, that's what I'm guessing anyway. So there was loads of media up there. There was a media tent erected and all that. We weren't invited in there, of course. Um, but yeah, it, there was a real buzz because of that, because it's a Champions League coming up. Jerry, um, are you getting that kind of similar vibe after another good victory at the weekend?
0: Do you know, I didn't start getting excited about the Champions League until you just started talking about it there. I think I've been really busy last week and everything, and uh, couldn't get even didn't get to see the game at the weekend because I was working up at the King's Theatre. But yeah, today it's a uh, I can start feeling the the Champions League fever coming over me, just to hear yeah. that music again. But I've no idea how we're going to do. I really don't. I just I still don't know where we're at yet.
1: <laughs> well, the tagline, Jerry, I'm suggesting that we've got somewhere towards. A form a game plan that you can actually physically see. Because I think that there has been a, a fairly um, noticeable transition between Ange porster Koglu and Brendan Rogers. And, you know, against Rangers, it was tough because of the nature of our starting 11, um, playing away from home under those circumstances, and the atmosphere um, of not having a fan. in the stadium, et cetera. So it was, it was difficult to know if we were getting there against strangers. We won the game. And I think most of us were of the view that that was the most important thing at the weekend. Obviously the big issue is you're moving from a, a Dundee team who are newly promoted to the top tier in Scottish football to a fine side who are the champions of the the top league in the Netherlands. And not only that, they are firing on all cylinders at the moment, Jerry. They're scoring loads of goals. It's always going to be difficult to make that transition from domestic to European football at this stage, isn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think when under Ange last year, oh, Angela, what, three three minutes, 16 seconds. It was an early one this week. It was. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, guys, but um, I've got reasons for it. So, I always felt like it was last season in the Champions League. It was we, we just didn't take our chances. But I think with the experience, and then obviously I'm not a fudgey Angie's tactics. I thought I, think, I thought we were going to do something. I'm not saying we're going to win it before somebody screen grabs us again and thinks that we're going to win the Champions League. But I, I think I thought we were going to make a good account of ourselves. And now it's, the boat's been rocked a bit. and Different tactics. Uh, it's almost a how I many ten signings coming in. So it's it's almost like reset, but I think sometimes when we get into this not knowing. It's sometimes when we get the results, I've I've I, I'm not I'm not negative. I'm not positive about it. I just don't know. I'm I'm just here for the ride when it comes to the Champions League. Um, I think we can make a good account of ourselves. I've got a sneaky feeling that we're gonna we're gonna do well in the group stages. I just do. Well, sometimes backs to the wall, sometimes
1: the underdog, all that kind of thing often works in your favour. I totally get it. And uh, when you go in as overwhelming favourites, I'm going back to Brendan Rodgers' first tenure at Celtic Park. We go into a game against uh, Lincoln Red Imps. And I think that the Celtic select side that I'm putting together for the St. Rocks game would probably give the, the Lincoln Red Imps a decent game, a competitive game. And we went over there and they beat us. So... I do think there's a mentality around it and often with Brendan Rodgers, know that we are experts in terms of tapping into the psyche of a of a manager. And, um, you know, when he's written off, he can sometimes come back fighting, he can come back swinging. Um, I mean, I'm looking for some kind of way of Celtic getting a result tomorrow night because it is going to be an extremely tough game. They're a quality, quality side. So what we'll do is we'll have a look and concentrate on the Dundee performance, some of the dilemmas that might be facing Brendan Rodgers going into the game tomorrow night. And then obviously we'll, we'll look at um, whether or not you fancy your chances or what Celtic need to do to try and get a result. So as I say, I went up to Celtic Park this morning and uh, it's, it's always great driving through on a Monday morning, Gerry, to start your week um, and we were met up at the car park by Jim Painter, who I think is a, an Axom listener because he had said he had heard about the wee um, the wee boys' fight, wee Jamie Tierney's fight, and the fact that we've set up a sell the jerseys initiative. Um, and he brought a, a whole selection of things up to to hand over and donate to the cause. So big shout out to you, Jim! It was great meeting you and your daughter this morning, and uh, that was a great start to the week, Jerry. We then obviously met um, Michael Muffett, the Muff. And um, who is a Moth. massive Celtic yeah,
0: fan? Moth. Oh, the Moth. The Moth,
1: the Moth yeah. <laughs> On a Monday morning up at Celtic Park, we met the Moth. Sorry. The Moth. Um, and obviously, he was talking about being a Celtic fan growing up, always having this dream to play for Celtic, Jerry. But, you know, he's got a lengthy career and he never had the opportunity to play against Celtic, even though, that you know, he was working through the leagues at both Air United and Dunfermline. Um, so it's a big day for him, and obviously, we'll try and push. That one, you'll see that tonight at six o'clock um, on a wander round paradise. So first things first, I think we'll get this one out the way because it's something that we have mentioned time and time again. Joe Hart, there's been a transformation, Jerry, in Joe Hart. Um, and the same thing happened against Dundee. He was asked to make saves, he made saves. That's what he's good at.
0: Yeah, and I'm so happy to see it. Now, I've said it umpteen times, I've been very vocal about Joe Hart but I also said that I wanted to be wrong. Um, to see him playing well, to be that kind of solid anchor at the back, if you like, he's it's what he, what he does best, stopping shots, getting the ball out of the way. And I'm actually feeling the pressure now because I have been so critical of Bain, Segrist and Joe Hart. I was daydreaming because obviously I'm going to get a little run out in goals against St Rocks for the centenary. And I just pictured the three of them stood at the sidelines going... All right, we man. Let's let's see you do the talk around the pitch. <laughs> I'm going to make a howler. I'm going to, I'm going to go viral. But uh, I it's great to see. Uh, and I spoke to you about this a couple of weeks ago on the show, watching his interview when he was somebody uh, told him that uh, Callum McGregor said it was just a great guy. Mm. He saw that. He saw that emotion in him, and it's like sometimes that you even forget. Like, you've got to be harsh sometimes, especially in this podcast. Not so much harsh, but critical. And and you do feel bad at times, but he's a great guy. And and we've got to remember when he came in, we had a goalkeeper that hadn't even made a save all season pretty much. So uh, it's good to see And when you're solid at the back like that, that only kind of drips onto uh, your centre backs and your wing backs. um, Just having a a good old head in about it as well. His experience is key, absolutely key, especially going into the Champions League, I think. Hopefully he'll just keep doing what he's doing.
1: Well, the experience in that leadership has been key, particularly this season due to the fact that there have been so many injuries in the central defensive area of the park and it's ch- chopping and changing partnerships. What you need at the back is someone who is able to just grab that situation by the scruff of the neck and lead from the back. Now, I think the biggest issue was I suppose to call glue, right, as successful as he was at Celtic, he'll go on and continue to be successful elsewhere. We'll, we'll watch it from afar. He was very stuck in his ways, and his way in terms of the goalkeeper was: you are going to perform this particular way, even if you lose the ball, even if you know you, your your passes are, are misplaced. And for the first two seasons, we used to say it during the post-match bulletins. There was another heart and mouth moment. And and it was based on the fact that he was spending too much time on the ball, Jerry. Mm -hmm. Now, people might be rolling their eyes saying, Paul, you say this every week. But every week, there's another example of the flip side of that, which is Joe Hart being called into action, having to make a good save. And he did it against Dundee. Now, this isn't me having a dig at Nat Phillips making his debut. He was one of three players making his debut. He wins a header, Jerry, but the, the, the winning header doesn't go to a Celtic player. It goes to a Dundee player. It looks at that point of Dundee's score, you're thinking, oh dear, it's another killie. You know, It's another one of those moments. Um, but but Joe Hart pulls off the save. The second half of the game is completely different as a result of that. You imagine going in one nothing down, completely different. It's a game-changing moment. And Joe Hart gives you that, and it gives you that belief. I think going into the Champions League, having Scott Bain as my backup, I'm still not 100% kind of confident there um, all it takes is a pulled muscle ascending off and you've got some real issues in relation to your goalkeeper but at the moment going into the game tomorrow night with a fit Joe Hart I think he's going to be absolutely key and yeah I'm pretty sure he'll come down to an international uh, weekend of the 15th October Jerry when he's not got much on just to see if you um, can put your money where your mouth is in terms of your goalkeeping ability against <laughs> Saint Rocks. Now, did you see the
0: the couple of confirmed Celtic players so Fun far? Room. Charlie McGrew and uh, Joe Miller, absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. We support. Just in case
1: anybody's wondering why I look like Nosferatu more than than normal, Casper the Ghost. something say I'm I'm literally in a completely different uh, environment here. So don't worry, I'm not. You know, about to kick the bucket. Uh, it's just that, uh, you know, I was on a, a bit of a time scale today and I couldn't get everything else fired up in time. Jungle Lion, it's only starting. We're talking, of course, about the Brennan Rogers game plan. I totally agree with you. I think that people thought the transition, Jerry, would have been right. You've inherited a treble win inside, on you go. But when you actually look at that, is before you even get to implementing your, your own um, philosophy into the players, your own style, your game plan, your shape, before you get into that, we've lost three players who were first-team players who, when fit, would have been first picks And Moy and Jota and Starfield. People may say Moy, but remember, when he was fit after the World Cup, he was our best player for a, for a number do. of games. Um, so when he was fit and firing, he was a first pick. So we've lost three of them. Then we lose a plethora, because we love using the word plethora on it works. Like, it works Monday, a mate.
0: plethora. Good luck.
1: <laughs> we lost loads of players who would be first pick players. And and uh, we're not just talking peripheral players. We're talking Carter Vickers. We're talking Hatati guys who can win you games. Um, and I think that at that point, it's going to be difficult for you to see any, kind of fluidity, any identity of of Brennan Rogers' team. People might come in and say, listen, Paul, you're talking one half against Dundee here. If we didn't have that one half against Dundee, I'd have been sitting here really concerned about tomorrow night. I'm worried because Fire and that are a very strong side, but I'm feeling a wee bit more confident that we seem to have clicked in the second half against Dundee. It was only a matter of time, wasn't it, Jerry? I mean, Brennan Rogers, the, the class and the quality of of the manager has always been there. It was a matter of time before we clicked into, into place. Uh, and I think that is a massive part of it. We'll talk about that. Getting a central defensive partnership's a massive part of it. Have we got that yet? Kyogo being the talisman up top, McGregor being in the engine room in the midfield. All these elements are starting to work. The inverted fullbacks, Taylor had his best game of the season yeah. against Dundee. So, you know, we're going to be talking about all these elements and how important they are. Let's start with the fullbacks then, Jerry. We've already spoken about Joe Hart. Johnston, every day of the week, he's your number two, he's your right back Taylor, big question marks about him recently But he started coming back fighting, he's starting to look like the Taylor of old That's two performances in a row I would say that he's performed pretty well mm-hmm.
0: he, he needs it, he needs it There was, there was never a doubt, he was, he's was. a. he been a great player for us But we just didn't think he was coping with the new system, if you like But from what I hear, like I say, I, I saw the extended highlights of the game Um, But just going by what a lot of people have been saying, that Taylor was uh, almost back to his best. And let's hope he kicks on from there because he's been in this position before where we've been doubting him and a lot of people calling for him to be transferred and then all of a sudden he was potentially player of the year. So this is going to be a tough game this week. I mean, Fionnord are scoring for fun. They're a great outfit. It's going to be a great test. And like you say, you can start to see I mean, at the start of the season, the team was like a jigsaw because we were just falling apart in the box. But now you're starting to see that jigsaw fitting together piece by piece until we get the full picture. And hopefully we get the full picture uh, come midweek. That was quite a good analogy, by the way. I'm going to write that one down for something another time. <laughs> Use no, that, nothing gets thrown away, Jerry.
1: Um, yeah, I think you're right about Greg Taylor I mean, he's shown um, character He's shown a strength of character to come through A period of time, mainly under Neil Lennon Where he wasn't utilised And many Celtic fans, myself included Doubted whether or not he was ever going to get to that level And I remember speaking about um, a trip to Romania Where he was a bit of a fringe player But Lenny played a lot of fringe players And I, I actually felt that he was a, a bit of a leader Uh, which surprised me, I've got to say. He seemed to be a kind of go-to character for quite a lot of the other guys. Um, And I I looked at that, and then we we saw that kind of leadership and those qualities coming through under Ange Postacoglu. He was probably one of the most improved players under Ange. Um, And then Brendan comes and you think, oh, maybe... The manager doesn't fancy him. Maybe the player doesn't suit the gaffer. These are the things that you do every time a new manager comes to a football club. You do, you ask these questions. But I'm really glad, and I think there's no coincidence, that one of two things. Firstly, Johnson's back in the team, and he brings um, a confidence, I think, to his teammates. So, for example, if you're bombing down the left and, and you're, you're doing what you're told and you're trying to overlap and make things happen, you're confident that you've got a defender who's actually covering your back on the other side of the the park because what Rodgers' teams tends to do when we're attacking is the full back who isn't part of the attack just shuffles into the central area and it's almost as if you've got the the uh, the three at the back. So I think there's an element of Johnston who's inadvertently helping uh, Taylor, but the main and the key thing here and it's it's actually assisted a lot of the other areas of the park. He is playing now as an inverted fullback, Jerry. So I think what that also says about Rogers is he's willing to be pragmatic. He's willing to adapt to the strengths of the players he's got at his disposal as well. Mm-hmm.
0: And that, that just shows you how he's grown as a manager since yeah. when he left us and went down south. Because I'm pretty sure there was there was a lot of chat when he's first spell. It was like there's no plan B, it's it's his way and just keep going that way. But he seems to, he likes to tinker a little bit. I don't know if Greg Taylor's just been doing the inverted thing and Brendan Rodgers just went, oh, do you know what, just <laughs> do your thing, mate, <laughs> do your thing. But it does, it shows you how he's grown as a manager. Um, like you've said this a number of times, he's hes better than what we had before and mm-hmm. uh, Brendan Rodgers. He's a better manager now. Uh, I'm i am getting excited as well because you've got the likes of Palma, Bernardo, all these other players that he, like, we know Brendan gets the best out of them. But when it comes to AJ and Taylor, did you see their interview? Uh, Greg Taylor, uh, Celtic have released its is, is it. I've not T- watched
1: it yet. I've seen is it advertised. TWG T- T- T-
0: T- or something. Yeah, uh, uh, TWG. It's, it's brilliant. Like, AJ, I just love listening. I know that he gets a lot of stick for, um, for, for not being very, is it concise is the word? He, he, he likes to waffle. He waffles on a bit like me, basically, in his interviews. But the passion to the guy, and he gets it. And Greg Taylor even says to him, You just, he says, you settled quicker than snow in Celtic. He says, <laughs> from the, the the minute you walked in the door. And I remember that too, his first interview, talking about how he nearly, his phone nearly broke with all the messages. And he just loves to be at the club. And he's, I, I, lo- I love to watch him. He's like a gazelle. See, when he's. His strides, his strides are longer than his answers for his interviews sometimes. But I just I, the, <laughs> two, the, the two of them, and you saw how. Do you know there was a moment in that interview as well where AJ was comparing himself to Greg Taylor, but in a good way. They were saying he was saying how Greg Taylor was more of a finesse. while he was a more um, a traditional defender. And then he said, and then he went, oh, but... And he turned to the camera and went, that's that's not... He says, that's a compliment, by the way. And Greg Taylor was like, yeah, 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 it's a compliment. And it's as if AJ had that kind of sensitivity when he's been getting a hard time. So I just want to let everyone know that I was complimenting here. Mm-hmm. You can you see that camaraderie? And I think the more we see that camaraderie, the transfers onto the pitch as well. And that's what was good about the team over the last couple of seasons. And when it started off this season, there was a few comments that you think that the dressing room was a split. Now we're starting to see that that join again, which is it's nice and, and it's all happening at the right time. And here, see when we got all our centre backs fit <laughs>
1: we're gonna have about twenty-five. We're going to have a, you know, we're going to have a, a good headache, which is a proper football cliche, but you know, it's a good headache to have, or a good problem to have. And a thing with um, AJ as well, there, there's certain elements of his game that I'm starting to notice that I really like. There's the obvious one where he loves a battle; he'll never ever shirk a tackle, um, and that that kind of. Um, You know, that's a basic, that's an old school kind of thing with regards to getting your teammates and your fans up for something as if you're the one that just gets, you know, gets stuck in and you've got that combative style. But there's a lot more to his game. Um, He carries the ball really, really well. He got any two brilliant positions at the weekend and probably should have scored. Um, You know, I, I think that that's one element of our fullbacks that we don't really have. It's goals. Now, you don't look for your full backs to score goals, but if you can start chipping in from all areas of the park, Jerry, then, you know, you're, you're not relying too much on the one figure, i.e. Kugel. We'll come back to him in a second. So he got into two brilliant positions, and, and you know, and both shots hit hit the, uh, the woodwork. Uh, one of them was a tremendous save, actually. So he's getting into these positions as well. Um, and then there's the bit where, and I spoke to Laura about this, he gives the player the eye, he does that whole messy thing where he protects, you, you know, he sends them a dummy with his eyes and passes the ball the other way. And there was a, an occasion there at the weekend where having done that and fooled the player, he laughed right in his face. I love all that. That's yeah. brilliant. That's better than an Instagram post, isn't it? After yeah. the game. 100%.
0: I love I love seeing all that. I mean, I've missed all that. Obviously, Bruni was the best for it, like. but he's, he gets stuck right in about it. Um I think
1: Do you he'll... think we could get Bruni? Do you think we could get Bruni for the Celtic game?
0: I was, mate, I was honestly, see, I've been waiting for you to message, just waiting <laughs> for that name to come. Right, he's got some free time in his hands now, isn't
1: he? Yeah, and he, he obviously lives up this neck of the woods. This is his base. Can we get Scott Brown to play at James McGrory Park for the Celtic <sighs> there you. Go. I, I like a challenge. Oh, I like a challenge. Oh, Why not? Can you... I mean, That's to be fair... Fact, I thought Charlie Mongrew was the coup of all coups. Like, I thought, you know, he's going to be the captain. We'll just build a team around Charlie. But if Bruni comes in, it's just taking things to another level, Jerry. Oh. So... Um, do you think I can do it? Why not? Why not? That's my model. Uh, Paddy Lavery, always an absolute pleasure to see you, sir. As long as Kyogo's shoulder holds out, right, we're going to jump for the the full-backs to the the top of the park here and we're going to talk about Kyogo because there was a moment, there was two minutes of concern at the weekend. It was in the first half and the wee man who is, he's the talisman, he's the go-to guy that's going to pull a bit of magic out of nowhere and win you a game, get you back in a game. Kyogo, injured his shoulder now i didn't see the incident but um according to peter grant his arm was pulled by the dundee defender and it looked as though it was out it kind of been pulled out of place out of joint if you like um and it wasn't moving freely and you're thinking this is the worst case scenario now jerry we were talking about areas you know after the transfer window slammed shut areas that you weren't happy with we spoke about goalkeeper and by the way I still think we need a backup goalie. We spoke mm-hmm. about left back. We've been giving Hart and Taylor praise today. I still think we need a backup left back because Bernabe isn't the answer. Um Scott Bain isn't the answer. Benji Seagas isn't the answer. And so Kilgo is injured. He leaves the park for two minutes. And for those hundred and twenty seconds, you're just praying that he comes back in. He comes back in and he's he's moving a bit freer. And it looks as though they've popped his he's his, uh, his shoulder back in. And he eventually goes on and scores a phenomenal goal. But it was a, a stark reminder, Jerry, if that man's missing, we lose a huge amount of quality up top.
0: I think any team that loses a Kyogo is going to really, really miss him. He's he's unreal. He, and like I said, I love what Laura said, by the way, recently about some kids didn't live through the Larson. Kyogo is their Larson. <laughs> and it's... There's a lot more people talking about it and making the comparison than if he does it in the Champions League this season. I think the talk seriously. that he is our best striker since Larson. Well, he is our best striker since Larson. Will he ever take over that? Who knows? But uh, I got off on a tangent there. What was the original question? Uh, Kyogre, I saw so, can you picture this? Right? See, when he went off to get his shoulder popped, you can picture that in a movie, can't you? He goes mm-hmm. off, you know that dramatic underscore of music playing. He's like, just pop it, just pop it, bang!" He does it. But let's do the maths on this here. How good's your maths, right? How many, how many, how many goals did he score last season, right? Because I've got a theory here. I'm going to say thirty-four from memory. Right. We'll go thirty-four, right? Now celebration. He does that three times, is
1: it? He does, yeah, yeah.
0: Three times. It was three times
1: thirty-four. So that'll be a hundred and
0: two? Yeah. So a hundred and two times last season, he's done that. Of course he's gonna pop his shoulder out. He's he's scoring too many goals in <laughs> <Institute's> <laughs> celebration.
1: Well, you know what? Um what was Larson's? Oh, it was a tongue, wasn't it? So there you go. I <laughs> just uh, just revert to that. Revert to Larson's celebration. No, I mean, prolific wise, um, there's nobody like him in the squad. I remember when Brennan Rogers came into the Celtic team first time round, and it was the whole Lee Griffiths uh, discussion around the fact that Griffiths was the prolific goal scorer and Brennan Rogers wanted to spread the goals across a number of players because, you know, we're in that situation at the moment if Keogh's not getting you the goals, Jerry And I like O, and I think he's developing, and there's elements in his game that I think are going to make him a, a much better player and a much more important part of this team, but he's not quite there yet. So he's getting wee cameos. He's coming on a sub and he's coming in and he's giving you something a bit different from Kyogo. But what Kyogo offers, I mean, the goal that he scored, we'll be talking about the pass. And of course, we should talk about the pass. The pass was sublime by Carl yeah. McGregor. Yeah. But the finish was outstanding. And the pass can only be made if you make that run. So the fact that he's anticipating the space, he's making that move, he's asking... McGregor to make the pass, McGregor's good enough to make it, that's what's key here but he is creating that opportunity himself so I'm a bit concerned about Kugel because you remove him you remove some real quality and I think that's why we're missing the likes of Jota so much because he was that magical quality I like Starfelt but I think he's replaceable, I like Moy I think he's replaceable, Jota had something that's difficult to replace so we're either going to get lucky with a signing or we're going to develop a player up to that point where he becomes a similar style player who can make a similar style impact. kyogo has got that magic dust about him as well. And I, I fear that if you lose him, you can wave goodbye to the Champions League because he's the guy that's going to win your games. If Hart's playing to the top of his game, he's going to save you points. Kyogo's the guy that's going to win you the games. It was unbelievable at the weekend.
0: Yeah, he's the type of striker that you've got. Like A lot of strikers have not scored within 60 minutes. You're like, right, get him hooked with Kyogo, you can go up to the 90th minute and you're still in your head don't take him off because it could be his first touch of the match and he'll get a goal he's I've I've lost any more words or superlatives for him because I I genuinely believe he's he's world class, he's movement I've not seen movement like that before not not in our league anyway and everyone raves about it but it's almost as if there's a glitch in time when he's with some of his movement, you know what I mean. That 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 dip of the shoulder, the defenders just about a hundred yards away. Within seconds, he's just he's phenomenal. He's finished against them a couple of weeks ago as well. Which I think I don't know if I'm right in saying, but I think he admitted that he's like, oh, he just expected it was going to get blown for offside. He thought I'll hit it as soon as I can. Um, but if he hadn't had if he had faith in the maybe the the Scottish referees, he'd maybe have taken a touch and tried to. Yeah, take it past the goal and missed. So not in a favour, I think.
1: It did, and, and see the thing as well. We ran a um, a debate, if you like, online, and we were talking. It was a part of a blog, um, and we actually asked the question. We posed the question, Jerry. Is Kyogo the best Celtic striker since Larson? And then many people are coming and say, "You can't compare him to Larson." We well, are not comparing him to Larson. We're asking, "Is he the best striker since yes. since that player retired? Since he left us and?" In- went to Barca or some, won a Champions League, whatever he did. But (laughs) is Kyogo the best striker since Larson? So don't get to, don't pick us up wrong and think that we're saying he's as good as or he's better. We're saying he's the best striker since Larson. Um, And there's been a a few cracking strikers. I mean, Gary Hooper was a superb goal scorer, uh, completely different type of player. Moussa Dembele, Otton Edward. These were all Lee Griffiths, listen, Lee Griffiths scored a lot of goals in a short space of time. These guys were all brilliant strikers in their own different ways. It's my view that Kiel was the best of that bunch, so he's the best since Larson. Is he as good as Larson in my view? No. He's not nowhere near it, actually, I don't think. But because Henrik Larson was a completely different level again, and he's gone on and he's shown that. Um, and he's done it at international level in the biggest tournaments. He's done it in the Champions League in the biggest European tournaments. Kugel's not done that yet. So I'm not comparing the two. What I'm saying is, since Larson left the building, we're all in tears. I think Kugel's the top player. So there you go. He's looking at You're me right now. Kev
0: Graham. The Grems, one and Kev. only... Yep. Seven years of Henrik.
1: The one and only um, poetry book, book of poetry on Henrik Larson in the world and it was written by our very own Kevin Graham, who will be joining us at some point this week. Now, the Green Lichty says shoulder injuries are a problem. Once it's popped, it's vulnerable to going again. And this is the thing as well. Once it's popped, there's a swelling, Jerry, There's there's a period where you've really got to treat that. So in terms of the training session up at Parkhead today, I've seen quite a lot of the players. I didn't see wee week you. Did he train today? Are we just going to rest them until the game? There's all these things to consider. But if we're ever in a situation, not even against a team of the calibre of Feyenoord, in any game, and you remove Keogh from that team, seriously, you've got an issue because he brings something to the side that we don't have anywhere else. You know, there's, there's certain things that Keogh does that no one else can do for you. There's certain things that Tati, and we're going to be talking about him, does for Celtic that no one else in the squad can do, right? And th- this is when you lose them, there's an issue. Talking about issues, and we've spoken about injuries, Yet another central defensive partnership was tried and, and tested, actually, against Dundee at the weekend. It was our new man, Nat Phillips, and he lined up alongside Liam Scales. Now, there was a lot of talk going into the game, Gerry, about who plays centre-half, who who plays central defence for Celtic, because Scales had got the man in the match against Rangers. It would have seemed harsh to drop him. Totally get it. The point I made was the week before against St. Johnson, I wasn't convinced with his defensive performance. We go into the game, Nat Phillips gets the first half, he rolls his ankle, he gets taken off at half-time. So we see us reverting back to the central defensive partnership of Lagerbielk and Scales. I'm going to put it out there, this is my view, I want you to tell me if you agree or disagree in the comment section. I felt the defensive partnership of Scales and Lagerbielk looked better. Now, I'm not writing off our new sign-in, He's just been thrown in. He's not played competitive football and he's playing alongside someone he's never played with before. I get all of these things. But going into the Nerd game, Jerry, who do you play?
0: This is a very, very tough question. Because when that Phillips, if he's still got a bit of rust and it shows against Dundee, it's going to show in your second game against a Nerd time, SI side that is scoring for fun. That they're, they're a tricky, tricky fast side. I think, I think you've got to go with scales and Lagerbale when it comes to sharpness. Or is he going to throw a curveball and play the three of them at the back? You're right about the sharpness. Yeah. Lagerbale looked a lot
1: sharper, Jerry. Now that's natural because he's been playing games. The, the the flip side of that is Phillips has the experience of playing Champions League football. And he's done it for Liverpool. So it is definitely a dilemma. And right up until an hour before kick-off, I'm not quite sure how Rogers is going to play this. Mm -hmm. Um, Phillips, in terms of his performance, I don't think there was anything that would have stood out negatively. But obviously, we're looking at everything. that He lost possession four or five times. Now, again, you do that against Dundee, you've got enough about you or enough behind you to shore it up. You do that against Nerd. If you lose the ball five times and a half against Nerd, they're going to punish you. So that was a concern. Is he ready? Is he sharp enough? Possibly not. And if that's the case, Lagerbelk starts, and I thought he had a very good second half. Let us know what you think in the comment section. It's a big talking point for tomorrow night's selection. Uh, feed the bear good afternoon, troops. Good afternoon to you as that's well. Double Denham. Yeah, there's a lot of familiar faces coming in. I'm at Double
0: Denham. I met What's double denim at, uh, at the pavilion. Yeah, came to see my show, and he was wearing double denim. Was we'll he? Love, lovely, lovely guy. Great meeting you, mate. And For did they also easy. have the
1: bumblebee jersey underneath the double denim? Did they have that as well? I'm Inspired, not, eh? But put by nervous. a man from Portugal. Thought we looked really solid at the weekend. Says double denim. Hatati looked good when he came on, and O'Reilly is getting better with every game. Phillips looked tidy, but so did Scales. Ag immense feeling positive, right? I'm glad you're feeling positive. It's a big, big test for us tomorrow. Um, Moving into the midfield then, there's been a couple of the players mentioned here. We started with Turnbull. Now, again, there's a sharpness that Hatati needs to get to. He's been injured, Jerry, um, and Brendan Rose has has gone into that game. It's all been part of the plan. You bring on Hatati for 30 minutes, you try and get him the sharpness, and then you go into the game tomorrow night. Now, Again, the quandary, the the dilemma for Brennan Rodgers is that the the man who started, David Turnbull, I don't think he had a particularly good game, personally. But he's the guy that gets you the breakthrough. He wins the penalty. He scores the penalty. So he's contributed, and he's contributed positively. But the flip on that for me is that we looked like a completely different side when Atati came on. Now, I keep hearing that his defensive play is not good enough. Okay. That's fine. Take that one on the chin. However, he's the man that can win you a game. With a moment of magic, he can win you the game. Not just that, it seems to be that when he's in the midfield, the midfield performs better. You know, McGregor and O'Reilly seem to flow better. The whole fluidity of the team, the tempo of the play seems to improve, Jerry. So, again, another big question. I'll give you my view on it. Who do you play alongside McGregor and O'Reilly? I go for a tatty every single day of the week. What's your thoughts?
0: Hitati, no doubt about it, he's, I still think he's one of the most gifted players in our squad. He's he's, he's outstanding. He, his head was turned. Let's just say it. his head was turned. He thought he was getting his move. It didn't materialise, so he's probably going to sign an extension on his contract and then go either in January or... Uh, sorry, in the summer or the January after that. So hopefully we're going to get another good season out of him. We need to remember he's—he's—I he's, he's, think he's phenomenal. And I think I have—I even went in that mindset of went right, he's going. So I'm going to convince myself he's maybe not one of our best midfielders. There's no doubt about it. He's the best midfielder that we've got. He's sensational. We just need to start admitting it again, and I think he's going to start because I think that was Brendan Rodgers. He couldn't he just put him straight on. Let's see how he does the second half. Get that. Uh, get some minutes into his legs. I, I'd be stunned if Hitati doesn't start this week. Stunned. I'd be disappointed. I'd be disappointed.
1: I... And, and the reason I'd be disappointed is I just think that, you know, in that first half, Jerry, you're watching Celtic, you're thinking, Deja Vu, St Johnston, we're going to play for 99 minutes and no score a goal here. There was no cutting edge. And I, I asked at half time, I said to Laura, right, I'm going to use a football cliche, there's no cutting edge. What is that? What, what's cutting edge? And then you bring on Hitati. And the whole thing steps up a gear. Everything's faster. I mean, you hear about oh tempo and all this kind of stuff. Everything happened faster. David Tumble gets the ball, slows things down. Now, he's got an amazing shot on him. He's a creative player, bags his skill, bags of talent. But there's no denying that when he's on the ball, the whole thing slows down. And if you're on an attack or you're on a transition, what you need is every single player to be playing at a particular tempo to get in behind the defence. The other suggestion we made at halftime was, The uh, one of only two occasions where we kind of broke through the Dundee defence was a phenomenal pass by Liam Scales over the top for Maeda. The touch by Maeda was sensational. The finish was brilliant as well. But it was sometimes just having uh, the, um, the confidence to make that pass, that killer pass. And it came from Scales. So if you're doing it from deep, you're turning a defensive scenario, an attacking scenario, and that trans- transitions really quick. So that was one way to do it. we have done it again in the second half. This time it was McGregor. He dinks the ball over the top. We've got the players that can get in the spaces. You know, Abada when he's fit can do it. Kyogo does it. Maeda does it. I think Yang can do it. Um, and what it needs is it needs that killer pass. Now, Hitati's also got that in spades, and he can do it from... You know, deep within his own half, he can do it from the centre circle. And I think that, yeah, you know what? Turnbull showed that he could do that in the pre-season. Um, but I, I just think the tempo of Turnbull's game is too slow. And in the in the European arena, when you've got a player like Hatati, someone who can give you that wee bit of magic, the gold dust that we spoke about earlier, you've got to play him. I think the question will be though, Jerry, is he fit enough? Is he sharp enough?
0: I, I think... Brendan might have it in his head give him 60 minutes let's just I think it's it's important we start him and if he's tired then we can get him off but with Hitati, he seems to know what move he's going to make as his next move as the ball's come to him with Turnbull I think he makes that decision once he's got the ball and that's why Hitati, like Laura said it as well one, two three passes at the most boom and it's away again Uh we just got to have faith in him. A lot of people um, having a go at Hitachi's mistakes, but you shared a post yesterday that was that was translated from Japanese, and it was basically about Hitachi's going to make more mistakes because he's going to make more attempts to to get that 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 killer pass, that cutting edge pass, and uh, he's done it so many times. He's been injured as well, and like you said, his head's been turned. But I'm looking forward to seeing him getting more of a run of games. Um in the Champions League. I think that's this is this is where he's going to want to shine if he does want that move. So give him give him the pedestal. Let him go and show what he can do. And if it's only for this season, exploit him. See, see the thing, Jerry, right? We
1: as as football fans, we look at a situation when a new manager comes in and you look at all the different possibilities and permutations of what's going wrong. Is he unhappy? Is there trouble in the camp? Does he not get on with him? Et cetera, et cetera. 99.9% of it is nonsense. It's not happening. We don't know that it's happening, but we do talk as football fans, and certainly on Axel, we try to keep that kind of speculation away from the show. If there's speculation about us signing a player and it's from a good source, I think that's fair play. Let's talk about it. But I don't like talking about um, a want-away player, a want-away star. We seem to like have always had it, you know, um, over the over the period, we had the, the situation when Neil Lennon came out and admitted that there's players in that dressing room don't want to be here, um, and then you know you're because a of him. Because of him, <laughs> I'm joking, well, joking. Yeah. Allegedly, will Lennon play for us against St. Rock's? I'm not sure. Um, oh, and then we go done. they go to the next uh, gaffer, and there's a there's a clutch of players who want away. Some of them were the same guys who were in Neil Lennon's dressing room. So Chris Ayer wanted away and Edward and Ryan Christie. And then obviously Chris Julian. These guys wanted away. Mm-hmm. So I think what we do have that we've not had for a long time is that disharmony. You know, that that issue when there's a group of guys who are, are causing a stink. And as soon as we've seen it, i.e. Syed Haxabanovich, as soon as we've seen it, the gaffers cut him loose. Mm-hmm. Away you go. I don't want you in my dressing room. So you know when it comes to Atati people go oh he doesn't look happy he's never looked happy let's be honest Atati's never looked like that guy that that constantly shows you his positive emotions so I don't get too concerned about that apparently we're in discussions to get a new contract signed with Atati that's what we do you put the boy on the platform he wants to play on and you let him play if he plays well There'll be there will be contact in January and in the following transfer window, teams will step up and take notice because we've got a track record of that happening, not just with players, but with managers as well. So Hatati for me is key to any success in the Champions League. And yeah, I did I did share something on the ax on Twitter, translated from uh, a Japanese Celtic fan who was saying that you know Hatati may have folks in his game, but the positives completely outweigh the faults. So if you play with a tatty, then you might know that you need to have somebody behind him in terms of the defensive play. You've got to have that behind you to, to try and make up for his lack of the defensive attributes. And I think it's worth doing that when it's a player of that talent. Uh, Callum McGregor was coming in for a bit of stick. Jerry. I even read on social media a couple of weeks ago that we should drop him. Look at him now. You don't drop Callum McGregor.
0: Listen, that was mad chat. Absolutely mad chat. He's he's outstanding. The only reason he was having a dip in form was because I said he was going to get player of the season. So my jinx was going about at that point. But that pass for Kyogo. It also see the trust that he's got in Kyogo. That it's as if they're starting to remember, right, as long as we just get that ball in there, they're gonna to get to it. My Kyogo. That header for the wee man as well. The pass, the header, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, McGregor's starting to come on to his game. My prediction still could come true then, player of the season. I still think he will. I still think he will. I think, I think he's going to do good in the Champions League for us. I When he's got that responsibility, there's a lot of the boys that wouldn't have played there. He's got to lead by example again. I yeah. think he's going to take the bull by the horns or have I just jinxed it again. The thing with that, Jerry, is
1: you will maybe look back on um, last season and be disappointed in the fact that he, you know, he missed out on some of the games through injury, um, an injury he sustained in actual fact in the Champions League. And that resulted in Matt O'Reilly then showing us another side of his game. And I thought he dealt with that really, really well in an unfavoured position, an unnatural position. But I think he did adapt to it pretty well. Callum McGregor, for me, um, is a player you never drop. You never drop your captain. Uh, I thought at the time that it was a knee-jerk kind of reaction. Thankfully, it never filtered into the uh, Axon bulletin because I would have disagreed wholeheartedly with that suggestion. He's your man. If you look at the back, you know, Carter Vickers normally is your your, your keystone in the defence. You've got Joe Hart at the back. You've got Callum McGregor midfield. You've got Hugo up top. That is your backbone of your team and everything else. You can move. They're all moving parts, right? But that's your backbone. And if they're all firing, then I think you've got a chance. The other player, of course. By the way, talking about that, Dinkin, it was an amazing pass and a superb finish. I'm going to throw Hatati's name into the ring here because when you watch the full move, Hatati was involved not only in the play, but his movement. So people go on about, oh, but he wasn't involved in any of the goals, etc. You look at his movement, he takes three players away. It creates a space. McGregor moves into the space and dinks it over. So there's a lot of off-the-ball work, I think, that Atate maybe doesn't get the credit for. People just think, oh, he doesn't track back, therefore he's lazy. He's not. I don't think he is. Um, This is a a decent point Danny makes. The Temple might need to be slow tomorrow, PJ. Wouldn't surprise me to see Turnbull. I get that because I think that there is... Uh, An argument to say that, you know, I was going on about play your strongest team on on Saturday against Dundee because we're going to have to get them used to playing together so that when we come up against a top quality side, they've played together as a unit. But the team you play against Dundee isn't necessarily the team you want to play against Feyenoord. For example, it wouldn't surprise me, it wouldn't, if we played somebody like home tomorrow night because you want to have someone who's going to protect your second half, someone who's going to protect your offensive midfield players. Holmes, that kind of player. I don't think Turnbull's that type of player, but Holmes. Is. Iwata is, but he seems to be out of the picture, even though he is in the Champions mm-hmm. League squad. Um, so, McGregor, outstanding. How we'll play it tomorrow night, you know, it's anyone's guess. Nothing would surprise me. Let's talk a wee bit about O'Reilly, because for me, so far, over the piece, he's been our best player this season, Jerry.
0: Yeah, even pre-season as well, isn't He's just been, he's just been brilliant, absolutely brilliant. There's been a lot of talk, of kind of off-field troubles with him, and it seems to kind of whatever's been happening, it's all been put to bed or things are getting better. And you can see it in his play, um, contributing with the goals. He's, he's, it's just great to watch in the in the squad. That great, I love watching his interviews as well. I got thrown there because my neighbours are drilling and banging. Did you hear that? No. I've not heard any. any. That's, right, That's good. good. So, aye, Matt O'Reilly, I think he's been one of our best signings, hasn't he? Oh, the price. Aye, it's just, he, he's great. He seems to have a good af- impact on the rest of the team as well. When he's playing well, others around him play well as well. Or the opposite, if the team isn't playing well, he seems to still raise, raise his game. Um, he's just going to get better every season. Just hopefully we can keep a hold of him.
1: It's going to get better. There's going to be um, incremental improvements in players like Matt O'Reilly. I, I, at the beginning of the season, it's great to make predictions because you either end up with egg in your face or you can sit there and go, I told you so. And at the beginning of the season, uh, last season I said Hitachi was going to be our player of the year. Had he not got that injury um, and the kind of... Th- the, the final third of the season. I think he probably would have been a player of the year. Um, this season, I said, you know, Rodgers is going to come in and there's going to be three players that he's going to enhance. And it was uh, Matt O'Reilly was one of them. And it was Abada. And the third player was uh, Hitati. So they're the three. And I don't think we've seen enough from Abada or Hattati yet, but certainly O'Reilly this season, you have seen a notable change in his performance. I think he does strike me as being a very popular guy around the team. Um, he spoke about losing a couple of his teammates who he was tight with, uh, Jota and Starfelt. Uh, but I'm pretty sure he'll make a few pals uh, in the dressing room as well. Very kind of intelligent. It looks as though he is, and that isn't a prerequisite for a footballer, of course, but it looks as though he's got his whole career mapped out in front of him. He knows what he wants to achieve. Um, there's been a period where he was out the game completely. You know, After he left uh, Fulham, he was, he was lost to the game. He was out for about six months training on his own. Uh, Part of that was during the pandemic. There there was a moment in his career there where he he must have thought to himself, Jerry, have I made the right decision here? Because he he decided not to sign a contract with Fulham, thinking, right, I need to go somewhere where I'm going to get first team experience. And he didn't get a contract. Teams were hedging their bets. They weren't signing players. He, he, He lost six months of his football career. Fast forward now where Celtic have signed a player from the third tier of the English football pyramid. He's now an under-21 international with Denmark. He's playing every single week for Celtic. And the one element of his game that I thought was missing was goals. And he's bringing that to his game. Albeit, he should have scored three against St. Johnson. He is bringing that back to his game. And um, The other thing as well, of course, is he's been given a, a wee taster of what happens when you perform well at a club like Celtic. Because obviously there was interest from two English teams. Apparently there's interest from the Bundesliga as well. 10 million quid Celtic said no thanks so that's giving him an inkling if I perform well in Scotland this is what happens imagine what happens if I perform well in the Champions League I'm going to be watching his performance with interest tomorrow night because I think he is capable of taking it to that next level Jerry.
0: oh yeah definitely he's you get he's a sensible guy. You kind of get the vibes off him, the kind of almost Stuart Armstrong vibes. We've seen you know, him training to be a lawyer or something for when his career finishes. And you, you can picture that Matt O'Reilly's got that all mapped out as well, what he's going to do after it. Um, I, I'm excited to see him. It's, it's always hard if our players play well in the Champions League because you know they're in the biggest shop window uh, in world football. But also, he's the kind of guy that you, you want him to get the best, the best, uh, move, if you like, are the best uh best best wage that he can get. You would never grudge that with Matt O'Reilly. I think you can see as well like he's finishing. I wonder if it's like a psychological thing where obviously there's the tough love with Ange or you've got the the arm round the shoulder with Brendan type approach. And I think that if he knows he misses, he's not gonna get in as much trouble. I don't know if that's a plays any factor that he's he's no fear basically a Brendan Rogers as he was of Ange.
1: It, well, it's about expressing yourself, Jerry. If you have got that fear and your fear comes into your game or any kind of creative industry, any sporting industry, if that fear starts creeping in, you don't perform. There's loads of jobs out there where you don't need to really perform. You just need to get the job done. But in terms of a performance art or a performance um, athletic world, you need to have everything all right up here. And I think there's been a few comments made by Matt where obviously we were digging into that and trying to figure out, oh, did he have a problem with that? Because that's what we do. Um, but what I love over the years is that there has been many brainiacs, like people who played for Celtic and their teammates are like, oh, that guy's always had his head stuck in a book. And I'm, I'm thinking of a few at the moment, actually. Um, and you had, of course, you had Jim Craig in the Lisbon Lions because, you know, he was, he was the, the ducks of his school and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think back to Brian McLear coming through the 80s, where he was, you know, he was a guy that went to university and he was, and even now when you speak to him, um, very, Brat very back. witty. Bratback. He flies Pilot. planes. He flies planes. Stuart no. Armstrong. Why should we be surprised that it's, a footballer has intelligence? You know, It's like almost every now and again, you go, wow, this guy's really bright. Aye. It's so
0: what? It's, <laughs> they I can go hand did. in hand. I think David Beckham's to blame for that because remember when he was playing, there was all the jokes about how Footballers were thick, especially him. So I think it kinda stems for that for me. But cause and it's true though, you're like, What you're gonna do a real job. see footballers that don't want to do football after it or go into the coaching, that I look at Gravison, you
1: see what he does. It blows your mind. No, exactly. And if, by the way, going on about um people who are like philosophers and all that, what I love is the idea that we have of Eric Cantona right because you just think oh he's this guy he's an artist and all this kind of stuff you speak to Brian McClare who was obviously a a teammate of Eric Cantona's for years and years he says it wasn't any of that He goes, you looked at his paintings, it was like painting by numbers. He says, that speech about (laughs) the seagulls following the troller, he goes, that was just gibberish. It meant nothing, you know. But he sold himself as being this guy who was partisan and he was creative and all this kind of stuff. Some kind of genius, but actually he was just a really good footballer um, and he wasn't that artistic and his paintings weren't very good, according to Brian McClure. Uh, Mantis Toboggan, MD, LG Lee Griffiths was a goal machine, you're right, and could still be going strong now if his attitude didn't stink. It always annoys me when a footballer doesn't fulfil their potential, Jerry, because a lot of them have got a natural ability, a natural ability, and then they they can often play alongside someone who maximises their ability. And the Celtic player that I think uh, in fairly recent times who maximised their ability more than anybody was Paul Lambert. Paul Lambert was a guy again who, you know, Celtic didn't even want to sign him when he got when his contract was up at Motherwell. He ended up getting an incredible move to to Germany, and when he comes back to Celtic, he's a phenom. He's a different. He's a completely different talent. But he maximised the ability that he had, and then you see players like Lee Griffiths, Tony Stokes, and there's loads of others who, for the last three or four years of their career, they're just they're, they're not even playing some of them, and and when they are playing, they're not playing at the level they should be playing at.
0: Aye. I'm going to get crucified here by some people, but um, I've got a soft spot for Lee Griffiths when it comes to... I've made some bad, bad decisions in my life over the years, some that I regret. Um, and its I kind of feel like an affinity with some of these players because a lot of people have said that I could have been doing a lot better in my career right now if I hadn't made certain mistakes. So I always have got, a, like I say, a soft spot. It didn't do him still any favours, however... I will always look at Lee Griffiths' Celtic career as as one of my favourite players. Because they bammed him up so much, because he scored so many goals, you get the two free kicks against England as well. And watching that podcast with him recently as well, seen him opening up a bit, and Mm. I think nobody's going to regret it more than him. No one's going to regret it more than him. But I, I agree, wasted at times, wasted career. But imagine how many he would have scored if it was head down and just unreal well, but
1: I guess to that point Jerry where in life and in sport you cannot make that person make the decision they've got to make the decision you, you can give them every single tool available to them they've got to make the decision and then often what happens is if it doesn't if it doesn't uh, click at a certain point it never will you know and mm-hmm. I think managers then say okay right I'm out but that season that he scored the 42 he missed four penalties and he was out for, I think, two months. Now,
0: was he two months?
1: That's astonishing <laughs> when you think about it. If, if you played all those games, you scored the penalties, you could be looking at a 50-goal season. Um, James Miller, did you notice how many times we deployed that little dink over the top more direct? You can't always pass away through. When we did it, James, it was so effective. And you're right, sometimes it might it might be deemed as a, a kind of route one I don't see it as a long ball, Jerry. I just see it as another way, cutting open a very, very packed defence. And when you've got the pace of me, you've got the instinctive nature, the anticipation, the spatial awareness of Kyogo, you're always going to find gaps in, be- in behind a defence, even a good one. Red Scotland, Kyogo might end up the best striker since Henrik by the time he departs Celtic. But at the moment, he hasn't produced in Europe. And other Celtic strikers since Henrik have done. Yeah, great point. And I think um it was James that said that you know that that's something that's been mentioned time and time again. And James argued that he has produced in Europe, he just hasn't produced in the Champions League, because he has had Europa League campaigns where he scored goals. So absolutely, yet yeah, the two free kicks against the old enemy, he can take them to his grave, Mo says like absolutely. Now, there is another dilemma, Jerry, and I think it's in the, the uh wide positions, the the wingers. Maeda. Dyson Maida in the last couple of games has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Right back to the, the Maida of old, right? He's gone from a player who hit the Green Brigade with a shot against St. Johnston <laughs> to one of the man of the matches against Rangers and <laughs> he, at the weekend again, absolutely superb. So for me, he's a stick-on. He starts and, he, and with his work rate and all these other things that we're all aware of, he's got to start against Feyenoord. Right-hand side, obviously a batter's out, Yang gets the the nod and I agreed with that. I thought Yang had done enough in his fleeting performances to get the nod. I think, again, he kind of ran out of steam a wee bit. He played well. He was he was direct. He tried to take on his man. Something we don't have many players that do that. So I would expect him to start again against Feyenoord. But it was interesting that we gave Palmer minutes and Palmer done pretty well when he came on as well.
0: Yeah. it excites me, Palmer. Like, he really does. Um with Maida, you missed you missed the 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 start of Maida's roller coaster journey this season, scored a hat trick in the first half and pre season as a striker. Yeah. <laughs> but he has and uh, he's great. I mean, our previous manager has said, I'm sure on record that he would pretty much take him to any team, and there might be a chance that we that might still happen. I can't I can't think of any other player that's like him. Like we all know his technique at times can let him down. He's shooting at times, like you said. Like giving concussion to somebody in the Green Brigade, it's it's not been great. But that boy works. He's he's his footballing brains, great his speed, just just relentless. When he's not in the team, I think we miss him. And folk do get frustrated at times. But a lot of people are blinded by what he's actually doing for the the squad as a whole. He, he's unreal. He's absolutely no, unreal. Yes, he is, yes. He is. And he's one of the
1: players that always shows up. You know, even if he's not having a good game he works tirelessly the Hibs um, game yeah. Remember the, Hibs, the Hibs game strange performance I still can't go over that what happened that day? he had that see? smirk on his face as if it was like I'm going to get sent off here it was Bond villain day wasn't it? it he was a villain right. he was a villain that day it was a strange strange game um, Danielle, welcome back to the show hope you're well I thought my either was excellent on Saturday I agree with that wholeheartedly we had three debuts we had uh, Nat Phillips making his debut Bernardo came on Uh, didn't have much opportunities to get involved and of course Louis Palma did look very very good when he came on both wings as well which I love to see he can switch wings because sometimes that's all you need to do if if one of your wingers isn't having a good time of it uh, switch wings and then you've got a different dynamic there so we're going to the game tomorrow night Um, Jerry I don't think full of confidence but having had that second half performance you're feeling a wee bit better about the game it's going to be very very tough Um, I can see 2-2 I'm going to be very positive here. I'm going to say two-two. We're going to get a draw against Feyenoord. What do you reckon? I
0: had one each. I was thinking, um, I'm hoping one each. Right, my heart's my heart's saying one each. My head's saying one each. No, I'm going to I'm sticking with one each. Going to go with one each. And I think he's going to start Palmer. I don't think he'll start Young.
1: Listen, I think there's a couple of jerseys up for grabs tomorrow night. I really do. Um, and maybe the, the team, and this was it was Rogers that started saying this first time round, the team that finishes the game is as important as the team that starts the game. And I think that's Rogers' philosophy. So, you know, he might start with somebody, but with, you know, Hattati in his mind, I'll bring Hatati on for the last 30. So I'm not going to be surprised with any team selections. There's just a couple of things I just want to remind you of. We are at Axon. Pulling together a Celtic select so side, um, imagine being told, Jerry, you can pull together a Celtic select side for a game. It really is a privilege. I, I don't take any of that kind of stuff for granted. I sometimes look at getting a message back from someone agreeing to do it and I just laugh. I'm just like, I can't believe this is happening. So, yeah, we have confirmed Charlie McGrew, we have confirmed Joe Miller. I've got a list at the moment of confirmed players of something like 17. So over the next few days and the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be drip, dripping them into the social media channels, discussing it on here. We're pulling the together a side to face the mighty St. Rocks at James McGrory Park on the 15th of October. And the stadium at the moment is where you buy the tickets. This is the thing. They're doing a, a ticket sale up at the stadium. Last count, there was 200 odd tickets left, Jerry. It's an 800 capacity game. It is going to sell out there will be music, there will be chants, there might be banners and t and all that kind of stuff. I'm on media duties, I've got to say thankfully, because I'm nowhere near the talent level of the guys that are going to be on the park. I'll be walking about with a, a muff on my mic and, and I'll be asking questions. Not of I'm off. Everybody no, who's, I'm no, a muff. Not a muff. Um, everybody who's involved, it's going to be a brilliant occasion. I really am. I'm going to be very proud to be involved. And um, wow. What a team we're going to have. Great. Every position is going to have someone that you would think, wow, I can't believe we've got them. But we do. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to raise some cash for charity and all that as well. Um, And as I said before, I was met up at the park today uh, by Jimmy Painter, and he gave me loads of incredible Celtic items that we are going to use to raise cash for wee Jimmy Tierney. If you're interested in getting involved, I've got loads of messages in my inbox. I'm going to get back to everybody. Give us your jerseys. Give us your old shirts, your old things that you want. to to contribute to this brilliant initiative and we'll make as much money as we can for Wee Jamie Tierney. Four-year-old boy suffering from um, Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's a condition I had no knowledge of, but I'm learning about it through Wee Jamie's journey. I've got to say, a thousand on a Monday afternoon. Can't ask for more than that. Thanks, everybody. What do you make of it if you're watching back later on? Some of the comments that we've made, let us know in the comments field. I've got to thank every single one of you for getting involved. And thank you to Jerry Taylor for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Network.